Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccemmet.org. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Philippians chapter 4, this last section of Philippians chapter 4, and he says in verse 10, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. I don't know why it is. It's such an awkward thing when somebody just gives you some money. You're going through a hard time. You're, you're struggling a little bit. And somebody says, hey, hey, let me help out. And they give you cash. What a weird situation. What an awkward place to be. Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. I insist. Oh, I... Are you sure? I, I really feel bad about it. I don't want to take charity, you know, or whatever we say. And, and, and then they end up giving us this gift and to find ourselves in this weird, awkward place. Epaphroditus had come at the risk of his own life. He almost died bringing this to Paul, so it was kind of a big deal. It wasn't like it was, you know, somebody sent a check in the mail, like, yeah, I'm not going to cash that check. No, it was like Epaphroditus, like, I barely made it here. And he's like almost on deathbed, you know, as he's laying there, and Paul's like, I don't think he's going to make it. You know, and, and, and yet God had mercy on him and on Paul, you know, Paul would say. And he did recover. And, and, and all Paul has to send back, as, as Epaphroditus goes back, all that he has to send back it's just a thank you note. Just, a, just a, an encouragement. And hey, thank you so much for the gift. Hmm, that, that's interesting. Because what value could we place on the words that Paul wrote in this thank you note? I mean, think about it. Just for them as they receive this, just that, if it was just this chapter. Could you imagine the value that we get from being anxious for nothing but in all things through prayer and supplication make your requests known to God and in the, in, in, in the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Finally, my brethren, whatever things are noble, whatever things are pure, whatever things are good or poor. And, and he goes through and he, he gives them this piece of, of gold. And, and to think of, of the value that it had for them on that morning when they read this letter but to think of the countless multiplied millions of people that this letter has impacted up until here in calvary chapel emmett this morning and last sunday especially as we looked at those pieces of gold that paul so beautifully penned that are in of incalculable value and you think about this and 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 you you begin to wonder about the things that you say in words of encouragement or that thank you note that you wrote in response to that gift that you received or, or that money that you gave in that time of need and I don't think that we will have any idea what those things meant this side of glory 
but to find out later that, that, that it would have some sort of huge impact as this letter had for Paul. And it's all because Paul was obedient to share the gospel with them when he wasn't even planning on going there. And that then, because he was, he was obedient to them, they were obedient to the Lord to send support. And because Paul was obedient to thank them, we have priceless gain from it here this morning. And we can't underestimate how God's going to use the even small things that we do for his kingdom. So Paul says, at last, meaning it's been a while since they've given him a gift. Now, remember, Paul before this had spent two years in Caesarea. We don't know if they've sent any money. Now he says, at last. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think that Paul is meaning, you know, it, it, hey, it's about time. It's about, you guys, it's been a while. What, I mean, what's been the holdup? Why'd your support stop? I, I don't think that's what he's saying at all. I, I don't think he's saying it's about time. I think he's saying, you always send it at just the right time. And, and I find that to be true with the Lord when, when we need something, and sometimes we feel like we need it now. I need it now, Lord. But the Lord allows the, the clock to continue to tick past 11.59 when we thought we need that money right now, and, and the, the clock continues to tick, and then, and then we find out later that this money comes in and it covers whatever went wrong. And, and really, the Lord's timing is perfect more perfect than, than we ever thought. And, and so he kind of gives this impression that, you know, they've wanted to send gifts, they've wanted to help out, but they've lacked opportunity. Maybe they were going through a difficult time financially. Maybe they were going through a little bit of turmoil there in Philippi. Whatever the case is, he's saying, hey, this came just at the right time. And then he says something strange. Verse 11, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. We have to understand what Paul is saying here and what he isn't saying. Did, did Paul need their money? Did Paul need their money? No. Why didn't he need their money? Because Jesus is enough. Now, if we were to look at Paul's situation, you have to understand that when you were in house arrest and you remember that the end of the book of Acts ends with Paul continued in Rome for two years in his own rented house. What is that? Well, the thing is, is they had dungeons. And if you couldn't afford to rent a place to be chained to the soldiers, then certainly they would just put you in the stock in the dungeon. And so that was the alternative. And, and if he wasn't in the dungeon and he was renting his own place, well, certainly he's not going to get the gruel that would barely, if even, keep you alive. They're falling apart. Just leave them. Those trees are wonderfully falling apart. But, but he would, he, they would barely keep you alive if, they, if even that, if you didn't catch some horrible disease. And, and so what, what it would require is that you would have somebody, family members or friends, who would actually come along and give you some money to rent a house and to give you some money for clothes and food and all those things. Because if, if nobody did, then you didn't get it and you probably just were going to die. It wasn't like today where they set you up with a nice bed and, you know, cable TV or whatever. I've never been to jail, so I'm probably exaggerating that. But sometimes we get the impression that it's three hots and a cot, you know. Well, it certainly is that. I can't say that it's fun, but it's a lot better than what Paul would have gone through had they not come through for him. 
if we would have looked at Paul's situation, we would have said there is a dire need for that money. There is an extreme need for that support. And Paul says, I don't speak in terms of need. Why? He's saying the same thing that Corey Ten Boom was saying because Paul had learned a lesson and that lesson was Jesus is enough. Now I've, I've quoted this before from Corey Tembu, but I want to develop it a little bit for you because it's one of the most profound things ever uttered by a human being in all of history and that's this. She said, you never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Now, it's easy to say that, it sounds wonderful, but what does it mean? That means that Corey Tamboom was ripped when she had the flu. She was ripped from her bed in the Beijing in, in Holland, in, in wherever she lived, whatever the town that was, Amsterdam, I think. Ripped from the Beijing where she lived. She was thrown into a prison cell with the flu. Now, I can't imagine being arrested, but being arrested when you're throwing up just makes it worse, right? Somehow. And then she, was, she, was, she heard that her father had been killed, or he died, and then she was taken to Ravenbrook, where they stripped her down naked, they embarrassed her, they made her stand in the cold for hours on end, they beat her, they, they humiliated her, they put her in unlivable conditions, they fed her scarcely, she was hungry, she was naked, she was thirsty, she was tortured. And in the midst of all of that, she met Jesus in a way that she never thought possible. And that experience was more valuable to her than all the luxury and all the wealth and all the, the, the pleasures of this life. And so too, Paul. When you think about even before he got to Rome, when he was on that ship for 14 days, he's a prisoner on the ship, and for 14 days and 14 nights, they suffered Euroclidon. They suffered this, this northeaster wind that kept them awake and seasick and vomiting and not eating or drinking anything for 14 days or sleeping. And they must have been going insane. And it was in the midst of that that, that the Lord would encourage Paul. And send an angel to, to strengthen him, to minister to him. And many times when Paul was going through difficulty or, or uncertainty or fear, and we see this throughout the book of Acts, that on a couple occasions when Paul was gripped with fear, facing who knows what kind of trial, and he's looking towards the future, and Jesus would stand by him and say, Paul, I'm here. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.